everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. Hot off the heels of my last episode just half an hour ago with Clay Baber. Here we are again with another hot episode that's going to be full of value, energy, mm -hmm. education, and insight for you, the audience. I'm joined today by Yashika. Yashika is my first guest ever to join me from South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Yashika. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Let me give you a bit, a bit of a better introduction into that. Yashika okay. is an Army veteran from Theodore, mm -hmm. Alabama. And That's Yashika right. did have a traumatic loss in her life. She lost her husband um, not, too, not too long ago, actually, wasn't it? And it's 2012, yeah. 2012, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, in the pandemic of mm -hmm. 2020, you, you realise that you never actually took the time to slow down, to mourn and to grieve, and that you actually right. weren't living life to your fullest. And so you started studying and working on yourself at scale, gaining multiple degrees that ultimately led to you combining your education, your training, and your experience mm -hmm. to develop and help to develop and help others to be the best they can be. And now I know um, you're writing a book called Sip Slow, mm -hmm. which I can't wait to hear more about coming out next year. Um, and frankly, yeah. I, I, I want to sign copy as well, so we're going to have to make that happen. Um, but yes, let's get into your story, Yashika. I know you're a, a a person which has a great hunger for the hustle, which is part of the reason why you're on the show. You don't just mm -hmm. have one business; you have several. But mm -hmm. can can we talk about you know where did the idea for some of those businesses come from, and how did you get started in the world of business? Okay. I've always been doing, doing something, even at an early age, I was always selling something to figure out how to do something to make money. Even when I was like, um, before I even was in high school, as a matter of fact, I would do mm. something. It was clean at my daddy's barbershop to make money. So I was always figuring out how to do something. So recently I started working with a professional boxer here in Columbia, South Carolina. And what I realized is that what I did for him, I can do it again because I self-taught myself PR, marketing, and branding with him. I have a degree in master's, a master's in counseling psychology. So I taught myself that with him. So when I said, okay, if I can do that once, I could do it again. And I can do it again. But I've always been um, doing careers that keep me in the field. Like I was a real estate agent. I was a recruiter in the Army. So I was always out meeting, networking with people. Put all that together. And that's how I come to this point where I just developed something that's like a she could be an associate LLC, promotional marketing and branding. And I have, when I decided to do it, I thought of it as more like a company and not a small business. So I had departments already in my head of how I wanted it, wanted it to be. And so from that, I, I said, man, I think I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm already coming up with something else. <laughs> I'm nodding, smiling and agreeing so much because I am exactly the same as you, and I was that. I was that little kid. I was out there washing cars, you know, and then it moved into selling chocolate candy on the playground, getting in trouble in that for that so much, and then it was like flipping mm -hmm. on eBay, you know. It's and, and we talked about this off, off camera before, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just part of you. It's just who you are. Of course, you learn mm -hmm. it from your parents, and you, and you said your your father at the barber shop, you know, had his own business there. You know, mm -hmm. you learn it, but part of it's just in you, isn't it? It's just part of who you are and right. i know it took of course you how long were you in the army for 13 years 13 years so mm -hmm. i mean when you were, did you have side hustles while you were in the army or was that just what you did at that time 
Well, I kind of did the army. I made it work for me. So I, some of the time I was active duty, sometimes I was a reservist. So as a reservist, yes, I did part. I was a part-time soldier. So yes, I did uh, other things like dental assisting. I was always doing something. I have, I, I think I have like maybe 13 different things I've actually tried in, in my life and I'm good at it, but it was that one thing, what am I the best at? And I figured out that I'm the best at being my own boss and working for me. Yes, I love that. And, and you know, you have to try a few things, don't you, before mm -hmm. you figure out what sticks, before you figure out what's a good fit for you, and mm -hmm. before you figure out, yes, that's my passion, that's me, and then how can mm -hmm. I turn this into my paycheck? You know, people, mm -hmm. like I, I say to people, if you could just do what you love doing every day, you know, forget the money, just just don't, don't think about the money for a sec. What mm -hmm. would it be? What would it be if you could just do that every day and, mm -hmm. and, and then just make moves towards doing it? You know, the money will come because if you're doing it for the love yep. of doing it, it's so good at doing it, then the money will inherently follow. Yes, it will. Um, because with me talking, that's what I'm good at talking. However, if you um, some of my story is like my, my voice was silenced and I silenced it myself because back in the day, I did not realize that that was power, you know, using your voice. I just silenced it because I was always told I had a big mouth, talk too much, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of, I silenced it. But when I realized as I'm coming up now, and especially during the time of the pandemic, that I talk a lot because I have a lot to say. And what I talk about is substance. It's not like it's just jabber or gibber or however you want to call it, but it's substance and it's something that people need to hear. Whether it's talking to veterans about their benefits or helping them out, because a lot of people don't want to research either, but I'm that one. I go research and I tell, um, tell you about it. And usually I just end up commanding the audience of whomever I'm speaking to or whatever I'm speaking about. And I realize that they're listening to me and I'm actually giving them real nuggets, not anything, not something just off the top of my head, stuff that you could actually go back and research yourself. Yeah, and it's important that is, I think, you know, when you take, mm -hmm. when you decide that you want to speak publicly, there's a responsibility that comes with that. I think it's mm -hmm. important to remember that, that if you're putting yourself out into the public forum, the people that you are speaking to, particularly mm -hmm. you, have, you have to remember that a lot of these could be young people, you know, in right. the space of online, social media, mm -hmm. a lot of, a large percentage of that space is young people and you have mm -hmm. a responsibility in what you say that it has substance that mm -hmm. it's factually based mm -hmm. and, and you're not just as you as you finally put it talking gibberish <laughs> mm -hmm. yep it's a gibberish yeah, yeah because uh, i mean there's a there's, let's be let's be frank and honest about it there's a lot of it out there there's a lot of stuff being said mm -hmm. out there without any substance without any facts and look mm -hmm. that's part of being human isn't it right you're not always going to get it right 100 mm -hmm. of the time but being just honest in that space and saying, look, I'm a human, I'm not going to get it right all the time, but my intentions are pure, but my intentions are true, but I believe what I say and I say it with integrity and honesty. And in fact, mm -hmm. this is this is the basis of what I'm saying it, and this is where you can find, um, you know, the factual evidence, be that written video, voice form, to, to mm -hmm. back up kind of what I'm saying. So, right. yeah, yeah, and, and uh, go, 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 go. Okay. And also, um, I think staying true to yourself and, and just understanding it's a time and a place for both. I mean, we can shoot the breeze and gibber or whatever. It's a time and place. But when you're actually in a place of influence, I think it's very critical that you speak from the heart. You don't necessarily have to speak on something that you don't know. Just speak from the heart and stay true and authentic to yourself. And that way it'll come over. It'll come across and over like that. And if you touch one person, then you've, you've done something. Yeah, that's always mm -hmm. ever my mm -hmm. only 
attention and you know uh, of this podcast today it'd be it'd be fantastic if a hundred people got it a thousand people got it a million people got it hey look mm-hmm. i'm not expecting that because i've just got started out here with it yes i've done a mm-hmm. lot of episodes in a short number of time but my only real true intention is if just what and it's the same with any speech that i do or any other place that i speak if just one person just one person says to me hey look i listened to it it was great i got some value from it or mm-hmm. you know even all that it's not about me i remove myself from it it's about giving you this space you this platform to speak and have your message heard and and get that same value for you i, I know it's great that we align on that you know if just one person said to me i know you spoke on a stage a physical stage recently we'll get onto that in a minute mm-hmm. that, that, i think that's a great attitude to adopt you know if just one person gets some value get some kind of takeaway from this then mm-hmm. i'm a very happy person i've mm-hmm. I've, I've you know mission complete as, as they would say in the military <laughs> yes and then i want to when you talked about the episodes that you've done i don't know if you well i don't know if i sent it to you but i but you know so i tell you the significance of the episode that you chose for me was zero four six and when i looked at it i was like wow and, and then tomorrow is veterans day and so 046 was the age of my husband when he passed away. And so I was like, I knew that was, I said, okay, th- that was my spot. That was my time. You know, I don't have to doubt that. And, and like earlier when I set my, uh, set my, um, my reminder before the time went back. So it had me at 830. So I, uh-uh, no, we're doing this. Cause I knew that that was a significant point to be 046. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't know that until you just said that now. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, there's no surprises there. There's no surprise there, really. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's just alignment. It's just things coming together. And uh, and yeah, to your point there, it's the 11th, 11th already here today in Australia. They call it mm-hmm. Anzac Day here. And, and let me just take this time and space to say a big, big thank you to to you. Actually, you're in front of me right now for your service. Thank, but anything thank you. else that is watching and has given service so that people today can live in a happy, free world just can't say how much i appreciate that emma enough and on behalf of every every veteran i know this Aaron. thank you and feeling thank you for that mm, mm-hmm. great to take that time to say that it's, it's important right it's very important yeah so let's talk about business challenges yashika and i think it's it's it, it, it's a great thing to talk about because you know as well as i do you're a hustler and you know as a hustler mm-hmm. when you're back up against the wall when the chips are down when you've yep. got to figure out sister when you've got no other choice that's where the growth that's where the growth yeah Mm -hmm. yes um the challenges for me um i said it's one of the one of the things is when i try to tie my degree into everything that i was doing Mm -hmm. and then also a challenge a, a huge challenge for me was still being in a moment of in the shadow of my husband's death i was trying to also tie everything into his memory, where I, my first one, I started a nonprofit in his memory. And then I was working um, for the ALS Association in his memory. Then I named my companies in his memory, you know, so the first ones. And then when I realized it, after the, it was something happened with that seven year mark, I don't know if anybody's ever talked about it, something about that seventh year. And that was last year. And that's when things started shifting. And the real shift came this year. It shifted through the seventh year, it came to fruition in the eighth year, which is this year. Um, so then I realized that take some of that away because I was putting too much emphasis on that one section of trying to keep it tied to him. And I was realizing that I was also keeping shackles on my own feet 
it was hard for me to put all this together and to make it go match my degree, match the fact that I'm a widow, match this, that I'm trying to, you know, be, do something in his name. And so I just broke free from that. And I was during the pandemic. <laughs> that things started coming coming out was that I I separated. Um, I separated, I separated from the businesses and decided to do something different when I named it after me. She could be an associate. That's my that's me. And she could be came from my name is Yashika, Y-S-H-I-C-A. However, back in when I was a young child in Alabama, it seemed like everybody, when they looked at that Y, they did not even want to try to pronounce it. And it's not hard, is it? At no. all. But no, but when it was so uncommon to see I see a name that starts with a Y. And the oh. teachers wouldn't even try to tr try to pronounce it. They would always say, oh, I don't, oh, you know. And so I went through that all the way up to the seventh grade and, and I was tired of that. And so in the seventh grade, I was in my math class and, my t and she stopped the teacher when it came to my, my name on the row. And I'm, my last name was Broughton, so I'm at the top of the row. <laughs> and so when she's like, um, um, that's, and she literally did that. Um, uh, well, well, why? I said, I said, oh my. I was like, oh my. And she said, I don't know. It's Sheikah. It, it's just Sheikah. It's spelled S H E K A. Just say it like that, you know, because everybody called me Sheikah for short. And so I gave it to her how it sounded S H E K A, Sheikah. And I thought that was so simple. So it was a joke in my family because my um, second oldest sister was like, Mama, she could go to school and change her whole name. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so this year, when I was thinking about a name for my business, that's what came back to it because my sister said, Sheikah went to school and changed her whole name. And I realized something I would change to make myself do what I need to do. So I just fix it and, and fix my own self. So that's where that, that's where she could be came from. And my last name is Broughton, my maiden name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's about identity that is really, isn't it? And it shocks me mm -hmm. that even the teacher wouldn't, wouldn't try and pronounce your name properly. It must've felt um, pretty, pretty annoying to put it politely. It, it was. <laughs> Considering yeah. because um back you know considering I was like in elementary school the only black in the class and it's like okay why is it so difficult to say my name and it really wasn't difficult to say my name and no. then I asked my mom recently I said mom pronounce my name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny she said <laughs> she said Yushika I said what did you get the difference in what I said or what she said? I said, I said, mom, my name is Yashika because it's pronounced Y-A. A makes A, yeah. Mom said, your name is Yashika. I said, mama, that's a U. You saying it with a U. So I said, all these years, I've even been pronouncing my name wrong. She said, the mom's always right. <laughs> so, yeah, I love, yeah, absolutely. Mom is always right. Always, always right. Always right. Even when she's wrong, she's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Absolutely right. Now, mm -hmm. uh, and, and something that you touched on there, you know, you, you lost your husband, and I think I just want to fact check that. Did you say 2012? 2012. Mm -hmm. 2012, yeah. So, yes, kind of there was like perhaps seven years of transition, and it's it's interesting. I, I've I've heard about this seven years, and mm -hmm. I've actually looked into it in my own life and, and kind of broken it up into seven years. and. They say the way I do, they don't say this is actually a fact. I've read it that it takes seven years for all the cells in your body to completely refresh and renew. So hmm. after seven years, your your body is new. Of course, you're still within the same body, but it's all refreshed itself, and it's mm -hmm. and it's kind of 
um, you know, replenished. And I think that has perhaps something to do with it. But what do you think it was about the, the pandemic that made you realise? Was it just the, the forcefulness of, of circumstance and environment actually slowing down and then you slowing down inside of that that made you realise that you hadn't given yourself the proper time and space to grieve? Well, this pandemic, well, the pandemic started over here around about March. And yep. what happened was the March 1st, my son had a um, very terrible accident. And at the same time, my daughter was missing the same night. Both these incidents happened on the same the exact same night. So I had just the um, police officers had just left the house doing a missing persons report. And mm -hmm. then I received a call 10 minutes later from my son's girlfriend saying that they were rushing him to the hospital because he had a bad car wreck. And then a few days later, we were full pandemic mode. He was at, right after he was released from the hospital. So I didn't have I didn't have anything else to do but stay in these walls because in the beginning we were actually on, lo on lockdown. And the only exception was with him going to, to the doctor. So I didn't have anything else to do but be with me right. in these walls. And I was very grateful for his girlfriend because she did. Uh, she helped me out a great deal because I also still have an 11 year old. And my daughter was found. You know, she was found. Right, so mm -hmm. and then with that being said, I, my son is healing from his accident. And then right. come to find out that my daughter was diagnosed with a mental illness. So now I have this this going on, plus the pandemic and plus I'm it's still at a place. So when I had to sit, I literally broke and i haven't nobody ever has ever seen me break i'm telling you this so you're one of the first ones that publicly know that i i literally broke i sat and i sat in my chair and i couldn't move i i just i just couldn't move i didn't know what was going on with me but i just could not move and my only thought was to call the veteran crisis line Right. And so I called and I told, I don't know what's wrong. I mean, I was just crying, just crying, just crying. It's like, what is going on with me? You know, cause that's just not me. I'm always in control. And that's what I learned that I've always been in control. And right. now something has happened that shifted that I had no control over and it was nothing I can do. So my entire body was reacting from my, my mind to my my muscles to everything was acting to the fact that I've been I've been in so much control. And then I realized I have not taken the time for myself. I have not really grieved fully. Of course I grieved, but to the point to where I could just you know just let it go. I, I haven't. And I didn't realize that until that moment in those days and speaking to the counselor and then also um, following up to, to actually talk with a um, veteran psychiatrist, which was the, one of the best things that I've done. Cause I've even you know, tried before, but my mind is so strong. And that's even cause master's in counseling and psychology. And that was one yeah. of the things that my therapist said prior to leaving the, in the military. It's like, your mind is so strong. It overcomes things that most people won't be able to overcome. And it's, that's just the way I, that's just the way it's I'm programmed. And, but that day, that particular segment in March, that's what happened. It it just really took me by a storm and I didn't have a chance to do anything but think. And uh, with her being, she spent a week and a half in the hospital. My son spent a week in the hospital and I spent some time wondering what is going on. And during that time, I realized that so much and it was just like shutdown time. And after that moment, and I think it, it lasts maybe about a about a few days of 
not the crying and everything, but the point to where I, I knew something happened. It, and it didn't take long because even with that, I'm always overcoming. Now, I've had some down times, but I just don't stay there long. I have some, whoa, you know, okay, all right, it's your pity party, now let's go. You know, you got 10 minutes, let's go. That's that's the way I even, my mind does myself. But that particular time in that in the chair, I couldn't, I could not overcome. It was nothing I could, my mind could try to overcome. It wasn't moving. And the only thing I did was call the veterans crisis line. And the good thing about that, we talked on the phone, plus we text all day long to say, well, which is better? How are you hyping? And I was just very transparent. I said, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand what's going on. I've, I've never been in this position before. And then um, again, that worked for me. Then they scheduled me an appointment and we went from there. And remember we're pandemic. So everything's like this. <laughs> so, so, so everything's like this. So it worked. I mean, I think it worked. And so if I can leave somebody with say this real quick while it's on my mind, sure. that was one of the best things that I could have done. And to another veteran out there, we women, we are so resilient and we have to be strong for thousands of reasons and then 10 more. But when you get to that place, it is OK to pick up that phone and call somebody. And I yeah. chose the Veterans Crisis Line because I did because it was nobody. Who am I going to call? We're going to understand what I'm going. Who am I going to call? You know? And, okay. and so I was very, very grateful that I had the number for one. And that my mind even told me to reach for the to do that and to call. So that's what happened that shifted me. And out of that came Chica, Chica B. And <laughs> yeah. here you are, uh, brand new, same same lady, brand new, new improved model. New out, <laughs> yeah. I let I yeah. let go a lot of baggage. She's like, you let go of some things. Yeah. And um, I and I realized that um, hmm. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, and also thinking through it, why was I connecting everything to my husband who had been who had passed? And like I said, I didn't really realize that I was doing it. I, I thought I was fine. This is seven, this is seven years. This is this is the eighth year now. I thought I was absolutely fine. Yeah. There wasn't nothing wrong with me. You know, I didn't go to grief count. I didn't need that because I, I was I finished up my master's in counseling. I was full of all kinds of counselors. I didn't need that. I was good, you know, I'm I'm good. However, I, I, when I put the pieces together, everything I was doing was connecting to his memory. Right. Absolutely everything. And mm -hmm. I had no clue. And then I realized because I was carrying that, you know, you work so hard thinking they're going to come back and not gonna come back. You work so hard again, think that you're going to um, help someone else come back, but that's not going to happen. But when I released it, that thing started changing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, in what you said there, you had to go, you know, you, you went to rock bottom there really, didn't you? Um, with all those things happening to you at once, it just got completely overwhelming and overbearing and it got to you to a point where you snapped. And I just want to say thanks for being so honest and transparent about mm -hmm. that on, mm -hmm. on the show here. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't what I was trying to draw out of you at all, but I'm really glad that I did quite frankly because I think that this, that's what this space is for, for people to have these open, transparent conversations. And mm -hmm. I think the value to the audience for them mm -hmm. to perhaps do the same in their struggles and particularly in, in what you did for, you know, the people, the person that you might want to speak to doesn't always have to be someone that you know. In fact, right. you can offer someone that you've never even met in your life and is completely external to your situation and isn't connected to it in any other way. That's right. Um, that's why, that's you know, right. uh, the veterans, I'll, I'll make sure I want to get the wording right. Was it the Veterans Helpline? Mm -hmm. Veterans Crisis Line. Yeah. Veterans Crisis Line. Crisis I, I will line. find it. Yeah, I'll find a number for that and I'll put it in the comments later. I'm sure anyone can find it pretty pretty quickly on mm -hmm. Google as well. But 
you know, mm -hmm. services like that are there for a reason. And, mm -hmm. and they're there, you know, people are employed by those services to provide those services and, and they're professionally trained to that regard. Mm -hmm. So when you've got no one, guys, you know, and there's, and there's lots of other services out there like that, you know, um, Samaritans, uh, uh, I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but you know, it would only take a a quick, a quick, a quick Google to find them. You know, they're out there, and I think a lot of value to be had in speaking to someone who is nothing to do with your situation, who is completely external, and is and is removed from it. Because sometimes it's great to speak to family and friends. Of course, it is people you rely on, people you love, people you tr trust and respect. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're always somewhat connected to what's going on aren't they and that, and and in that can sometimes come a little bit of prejudgment a little bit right. of uh, opinion and that's mm -hmm. really not what you want at that time is mm -hmm. it sometimes no. you just want someone to listen you just want mm -hmm. to be heard you just want um for want of a better word a shoulder to, to cry on um and that's fine i don't think there's, a, there's there's no shame in that there's no guilt in that um mm -hmm. you know like like our, our mentor Les Brown says, and I've never heard anyone put it differently, ask for help, not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. strong. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. I mm. do agree. And it, and it took that for me to see that as well. And again, like sometimes you can't just really go to a person because because I'm just I'm even surprised with my own self that I shared that with you. So there must be, it must be time. See how things happen. Just heal yourself. Yeah, it's just opening up and having the conversation only inherently mm -hmm. leads to more of them. And and you don't you don't realise at the time, you know, like say that you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. You perhaps mm -hmm. don't realise the value that you're getting from it at the time. But, mm -hmm. but sooner or later you, you're going to, and, and hopefully, you know, that little bit of dust you're sprinkling uh, helps someone else out as well. Hey, I've right. just got to say a little shout out on the side here to Sandra, Sh Sandra Shaney and keisha crane um mm -hmm. both watching along there so a big shout out to you ladies thanks for watching hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> now let's get into uh the the next the next kind of thing i wanted to talk to you about here we, we're yeah. going to move on from them them challenges <laughs> and, and talk mm -hmm. about wins triumphs in business but mm -hmm. a moment that really stuck out to you and made you proud to be an owner and operator of the various things that you're involved in you know, I, I I can say every one of them, but I can I, the one with Les Brown <laughs> recently. When I saw that Les Brown sent me a video, I said I did a shirt. He has a book out for the audience that may not know. Les Brown's latest book is "You Have to Be Hungry," and I'm in one of his uh, his mentor classes. So therefore, I made a shirt based off of the book "You Got to Be Hungry." Les Brown also loves. Uh, Mickey Mouse. So I took the two and made a cut with it. But for him to send me a video thanking me, I I was like, oh my gosh, I've done something nice. And I created that. That's all me. And so sometimes when you know you're kind of like, um, it's okay, it looks all right. But when he actually signed off on it and was like he loved it, that was a great moment for me. It really was. Yeah. It's a great t-shirt. Where can people get that t-shirt? You gotta be hungry t-shirt. Well, you can inbox me on Facebook, Yashika Mac, or she could be an associate's LLC. And also, I have an Etsy store at She Could Be LLC. Okay, you got the Etsy store. Okay, right. Yeah, I'll make sure I drop that in the, in the comments later. Etsy is definitely the best place to sell t shirts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, big, big win for you. And, and it's a you know, nice recent one as well. You know, mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm sure you could have you could have spent probably you know if you got that many businesses you got to have had a couple of wins along the way otherwise you you, you might you may not still be doing it uh, yeah. you could have probably spent the rest of the podcast just just bringing them up but um yeah that's a nice a nice recent one now mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to move on here of course this is called the hunger for the hustle podcast the word hustle can be defined as many many different things i define it as not seeing the circumstances that you like around you therefore creating better ones that you do like i'd love to know how do you define hustle and and what drives your hunger for it Mm -hmm. i define hustle i just changed the word all the way way out hustle equals my why and it's what am i willing to do from my why what am i willing to do yesterday today that i wasn't doing yesterday to get to my why how hungry am I for my wife? I mean, it's, it's just a whole lot of things. All that defines my hustle. And that means that but sometimes I'm in here. If, if, if something's coming and I know I have something to do, I will literally stay up all night long and the next day, too, to get it done. Yeah. When I my drive is just it's just there. And so my why is my kids. And that's my hustle. I hustle for them. The hustle for the hunger. Makes makes perfect sense. And to your point, I've stayed up till 5 a.m. the past two nights. It's mm-hmm. coming up at 2 p.m. here now. I was up till 5 a.m. this morning just getting mm-hmm. it done. You know, I just had a list and I said, until my I'm not this I, my head does not hit the pillow until this list is complete. And mm-hmm. you know, I was speaking to my partner about it and she said, Do you think that's not a bit crazy and excessive? And whilst I can respect completely her point of view on that, to me it's mm-hmm. not. Because the stuff, the work's got to be done. Uh, it's stuff that I've got to do. Some of it is stuff that I can't, um, I can't send out to other people. Because one of them, what for example, was writing my biography. Now I can only really do that from my perspective. Of course, mm-hmm. I can send it to copywriters to to make better, but um, it has to come from me. And mm-hmm. I actually found I find great satisfaction. I'm sure you'll agree with me here, Yushika, in getting the task done and then going to bed knowing that my hard work will have made a difference in this world and whether that plays out today, tomorrow, next week, next year, or in my next generation, that that is how it is. Mm-hmm. Also, I, for, for people like us, it's, it's also, it's a quote that says, um, we're willing to do today to have the tomorrow that most people won't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because most right. people are not gonna stay up like that. You know, if they were, most people just not gonna do it. They're just not gonna put that time in it. Other people who, they just don't, may not understand that that seriousness of I have to get this done and I can yes. rest later. And I, I don't I forgot which one said um, he would rest when he died. <laughs> He's dead. It, who was that? I can't remember which famous guy it was. OK. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've heard it, but I can't align it with the person that said it as well. It's mm-hmm. the same as you. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm not that bad you. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because. Um, like, and I don't think we should, I think we should be clear and, and, and in an effort to be responsible about talking when, mm-hmm. when we speak and, and, and taking ownership and being transparent about things. Sleep mm-hmm. is important, right? And right. Neither of us are saying here that sleep is important and, and that you should um, just cut sleep out of your life to, to go after your goals and, and just be completely kind of belligerent about that. It's not the way. Mm-hmm. It's not the way to go. Sleep is important, right? And I still think you should get four, six, eight hours. You have to figure out what that is for you within 24 hours. But um, it can come at any time, right? You know, today mm-hmm. I, I went to bed at five. I woke up at nine. 
I got my four hours. That will probably be all right for me. Might might take a little cat nap this afternoon. We'll see how we go. But um, yeah, sleep's sleep's important, right? It's vital. Mm -hmm. If 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 you think that you can just put it on the back burner and everything else first, I think that's actually your body will shut down. Yeah, your body your body will give up on you, right? It's it's mm -hmm. and then yeah, and then what kind of what kind of work are you going to be able to produce? You know, if you haven't got a good st a good standing of health, right? You you're not going to be able to, um, yeah. It doesn't matter how much hustle you got if you've got no health. It's, it's, it's kind of, yeah. Self care but, is still self care. Self awareness is still very important. Mm -hmm. It it really is. And one one good thing I can say about being an entrepreneur is that when your body talks to you, and that's one of the things that I have really learned too with going through the years of just pushing, pushing, pushing. When my body talks to me, I listen and I'll be, again, very transparent. I'm talking about because I was in the military where you had to use the bathroom on a, almost on a schedule. When my husband was, um, my husband had ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. I had to use and do my stuff around his schedule. But when oh. now that I, when my body says whatever, I shut down. I'm going you know, to do what my body says because I don't want it to shut down on me, and including if I'm tired at two o'clock. I'm going to lay down or I'm going to get to a place that I can relax, at least let my body relax and mm -hmm. calm down. Even if I don't fall asleep, at least my body's relaxing and I can I can get something in because you're right. You can do a couple of 24 hours because I was once a soldier and we had to do that. And I can still do that now. But mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you I, I can't do three, four and five days like that. Oh, no, that that send wouldn't you, work. Send you crazy. crazy. It really was. Send you mm -hmm. crazy and, yes. You know, it's um, sleep's important for a multitude of reasons, and, and uh, you know I'm not going to talk here like I'm a doctor. I have no medical experience in this. I'm just talking from my own experience. But mm -hmm. you know it's important for your body in the restorative um, parts of that. But it, it's for the mind as well. You know there's reasons you have dreams, um, and, and I, I believe that they're kind of your brain unraveling stuff and, and, and mapping mm -hmm. the kind of some of the future stuff out. And if you don't if you don't have them and get them, um, it can send you. Send you a bit, a bit kooky. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra says on the side, and I've got to get this up on the screen. Naps are amazing. Naps are yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, yes. I agree with that. Ke likes naps as well. <laughs> yes, those you can't, you cannot beat those midday naps. Huh? <laughs> I've, I've seen people put it out, and they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a nap. That's weak." I'm like, "Well." All right, but let me tell you, it, I can feel completely worn out, and sometimes all I need is 15 minutes. I don't even mm -hmm. set the alarm. I just know that I'm going into it with the intention of a nap. Maybe I wake mm -hmm. up 17 minutes, half an hour, an hour later, but I feel completely refreshed. And mm -hmm. if I hadn't done that and just tried to keep slugging away at it, then mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been good for me. And I know it perhaps sounds like I've completely said the reverse of what I've just said here when I've been mm -hmm. up till five in the morning, but what was driving me there was the fact that I needed to get the task done. At no point right. through that, did I feel really tired. I right. just knew that I had to get them done. And at the end of it was the time to come to sleep. If at like three in the morning, I'd have, I'd have started falling asleep in the chair, I'd have just let it happen. I'd have woke up and then I would have just carried on going. Um, and I'm also glad that we came back to that too, because we are a, a universe, a, a world that reads the headlines and not the whole paper. If you know what I mean, like whatever the headline is and we don't read the rest of the paper. So if we oh. had to just left it like that. Someone could have heard that. and be like, Oh, my. 
Don't no. don't go to sleep. No, what comes behind it, those are particular moments. That's not uh, an everyday occurrence or every week or month occurrence. It's just very that's just some particular moments that we went through that we understood each other on. Hey, we can we can get it done with that deadline. Yeah. We're gonna get it done. Then we're gonna crash because we're getting older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we said a couple of times, it's important to give that bigger picture and that context, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And not just put, put a message out without any any substance behind it. It's it's a responsibility mm-hmm. when you're in the public forum. Quite frankly, I agree. And, and particularly, it's something that has to be taken. Um, quite seriously, I'll be straight and honest. I perhaps won't always get it right, but I'll always intend to get it right, and that's the difference. Yep. Um, now, tell me, you've got a lot of businesses. You've got a lot of hustles. You told me you're working on perhaps maybe a dozen things at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you had to really get started all over again in business, is mm-hmm. there a different angle you would come out with, a different approach, just something you would do a bit differently? What I would do differently it's really, I think, more so the belief system. I really stay on that one because you, anybody else can believe in you or, you know, can pump you up, whatever. But it's until you believe in what you can do yourself. And again, like I put the glass ceiling on my own self with some of the things that I could have been do- been doing. And that was like one of the talks I have on speeches I give about paid in full, just like in silencing your own voice. So if I can do this, if I was able to do it all over again, not changing the business platform, but changing my mindset and mm-hmm. not limiting myself based off of my circumstances, my current circumstances. And so that means that I have to believe and live inside out. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've been learning all about that, haven't we? What, what can I ask? What's what, what, um, and I'll get the book so people understand what I'm talking about. This, what we've been working <laughs> off like, what, what, yes. what, what lesson number are you in? I am on three, the one to write down the negative and burn it up. A lot of fun to be had in that one, isn't there? <laughs> yes. Sure. The funny part sure about it. Outside, <laughs> Sorry. Just just make sure you're oh, yeah. burning, burning them outside the house, not inside the house, because that's what I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a plan for that Friday morning. I haven't done it yet, but. I've been doing the lesson. So Friday, I have it. I was set up Friday morning is when I'm going to release some things. Friday, yeah. It's Friday the 13th, right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's so good. I'm going to release. Not scared of Friday the 13th. It's a releasing day for me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, take that take that power and, 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 and turn it turn it around. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, I mean, and, and what you touched on there and how I kind of led to that was living from the inside out, not the outside in, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. It's important now more than ever at this time, isn't it? When particularly mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in the media, a lot of it's not um, certainly not positive. Um, right. A lot, a lot of it isn't even quite frankly uh, truthful. It's just the media has come to this place where it, it just wants to be first. Just wants, just right. has to be first. Just has to get it out. Doesn't have to be mm-hmm. truthful. Doesn't have to be honest. Just has to be first. And 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 mm-hmm. I think when you consume that too much of course you know there's nothing wrong with, with staying informed but you know picking a source that's honest and true um is important and i think that making sure that you um just don't over consume it because then that can live that can lead sorry to living from from mm-hmm. the outside in, not the inside out of course it's you know it's a bit deeper than that and that's what we've been learning isn't it that it's right. a decision that from within it takes 
going into a space of a lot of self-awareness to get to it doesn't it mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 a space that actually ultimately and that i found and i found quite difficult um is going into a space of being quite vulnerable mm-hmm. um with yourself right and 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 exposing you to kind of who you really are so you can get rid of the bits mm-hmm. you don't like and improve on the bits you do <laughs> right right yes it was a challenge for me starting because I has I realized I have, I have so many barriers, but now they've all pretty much been moving out the way. Not all of them, but a lot of them have been moving out of the way. And a, a lot of my barriers was that control, always mm-hmm. having to be in control of everything. So with, with that being said, I'm able to accomplish and do a lot of things. But at some point, you know, you have to live inside out. So it was me working on me. And, yeah. and then what came from that is my next business. <laughs> I <laughs> I <love it. laughs> and I the next business come out because I I decided to do self development coaching yeah. again. Um, I have everything, and then I to do it, but I just didn't know how the how you know, and then didn't believe in myself to think that I could do it. However, I've been doing it all alone, and so now I just I just decided to do to just be focused on that part of the self-development to help other women get past that stuck point. And not just women, but people to understand that what we do to ourselves, because ultimately everything is a decision. It's a decision and we have that decision. And sometimes our decisions causes us to self-sabotage ourselves. So with that being said, let's see how we can work past that, how we can shape and retrain our brain, our mind. What do we think about ourselves? And, and make a better person and create a better person with you and then all your relationships will is it will improve because first it starts with you yes it mm-hmm. absolutely and i actually wanted to ask you a bit of advice as mm-hmm. as you know um as i'm a, a little bit younger than you we were both in business and mm-hmm. something I, i've been struggling with particularly as you know you know we've been connecting in these groups and you've seen mm-hmm. my transition from employee to entrepreneur over the past few months play out something i really struggle with in in the busy world is like scheduling and and making and prioritizing um and making sure that you know the right thing gets done first and Mm -hmm. and and to my point that's probably why i've been up till five o'clock the most both the past two mornings right because Mm -hmm. my schedule's been a little off but how do you when, you, when you've got so many busy things going on and then you take other things on, like thinking into results, which which does take up a little mm-hmm. bit of your time, a uh, fair bit of your time, to be completely honest. Um, how mm-hmm. do you how do you manage that? Because I shut it down. I started shutting it down. The things that were not getting me to my goal, I just started shutting them down. And not being so attached to stuff anymore. That's that outside living what other people want you to do, what you think you need to do for other people, which is that self-sabotage. So when I looked at myself, I said, okay. So I started shutting down. I stopped listening to the other voices and started just paying attention to my voice and let my voice come out. And that's with the program, it helped me. And even I even started back when I first started listening to the motivational speakers because I knew I was shifting, but I didn't know I didn't know all of this till I started really learning about what's inside. So now my only desire is to learn this stuff and to really dig deep into it. So that's when I realized what moves, I just let it move. That means if I have to lose relationships with friends, family, other businesses that I may have my hands in, if I can't do it, I'm, I'm, I learned the power of no. 
Okay. The power of no helped me put myself on a schedule and then also being able to be and to work for myself. So if I don't feel like doing anything today and I want to go back to that all nighter, like if today I'm just I, I just don't feel like touching anything today. Yeah. Being but being able to do my own thing. I'm up now. So I may have eight hours to in the night that I can get it done and I'm fine. You know, so so that's what I did. It's, it, it is it does get difficult when you have a lot of iron, not um irons in the fire, and what's more important. So what's rising now is doing the self development, the speaking, and learning more. Because the more I learn about that, the more I learn about myself. The more I'm able to give. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about saying no. Mm-hmm. It's about stop stopping to doing the things that that don't serve you. That are essentially a waste mm-hmm. of time. Probably the easiest way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just becoming more aware of self and, and what does serve you and, and focusing on on that. You know, mm-hmm. like this uh, great saying, where focus goes, energy flows. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of, proud of you and um, too, because it's like you said, hey, you put your mind to something and you just one minute, you like, oh, okay, that's, that's good. You led the way. So that was really good. Thank you. Thank you so and much. still I, doing I, it. <laughs> I just... Uh, I just, I just do me, you know. I just, I got an idea. I just go with it. Like I said to you before mm-hmm. the podcast, you know, mm-hmm. coming up fifty episodes now. It's only been a couple of months. It'll be a hundred by the end of the year. When mm-hmm. I got started, it was clunky. I had no idea how to do it. I had, no, I hadn't done no prior courses. I just thought, mm-hmm. well, where's the software? Let's find some people. Mm-hmm. The supply of people is infinite. There's billions mm-hmm. of people involved. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, a bit of technology is involved. Just go, just get it done. Learn along the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's often the best way to start. I think, you know. I think part of the reason why a lot of people don't get started is because they're too worried about how to get started mm-hmm. when often that's not important and, mm-hmm. and, and just getting started is more important than like getting started in the right way and that might sound mm-hmm. strange but mm-hmm. I think I think there's more to learn when you just get started and figure it out along the way mm-hmm. than there is by doing 110 courses before Mm-hmm. To, to do it the right way and then trying to align the way that you do it to that way i know that might sound a bit confusing and crazy but what i no. essentially do is just do it for, for me i'm talking from me personally here as well mm-hmm. jay fowler like a baptism of fire for me is, is is the best way to learn just mm-hmm. throw myself into it it's either i'm doing it and it's all and it's everything or or it's it's not at all so but you know but I, I do i do appreciate um what you said there and thank you for that and um yeah i hope mm-hmm. we continue to, to to kind of lead that way um yeah i, I did like to think of myself as a little bit of a leader and, and i'm not saying that to sound um braggadocious, braggadocious or bring my ego into it i just think mm-hmm. uh, i think the world i think the world needs leaders right now i think mm-hmm. the, the world needs warriors not warriors and um mm-hmm. if i could uh, and you can just and we can just together just inspire and motivate a couple of people in what we're doing here today, then that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I want to tell you that I was one of those people too that um, thought you need a credential for everything. I need, oh, I need to get credentials. And I, I was listening to Tony Robbins and it made so much sense. He said, well, what good is all that knowledge if you're not going to be able to apply it? And then mm-hmm. Dr. Miles Monroe says, what? The richest place in the world is the what? Graveyard. Look at all that knowledge that's in the <laughs> yeah. graveyard. They go, they they go together. So that's when I, I had a 
pull myself. Hey, you need to stop. You 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 did you've done enough, and then let the world teach you, which the world has already taught. Now trust and believe in yourself enough to put it out there. I don't need any more schooling. I don't I don't need any more schooling. I have enough, you know. But the process of the personal development, the self development, I absolutely love that stuff to learn the way people think, the brain, and help them reshape the way they think. Mm-hmm. And it's to funny when you themselves, start- not to better someone else, but to better themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you better yourself, ultimately the people that are closest to you get a better version of you, and that helps them to get a better version of them as well, right? You can't, there's no way that you can be, you know, when you're in that space of of being happy uh, because mm-hmm. you found joy in everything that you do, and therefore mm-hmm. that leads to positivity at scale, there's no way that the people that you surround yourself with a lot of the time aren't going to get a little bit yeah. sprinkling of that dust on them as well. So right. it's infectious. And it's infectious mm-hmm. in, a, in a really good, healthy way. That's that is so true. That's mm-hmm. how it was this, the past weekend when we talked about that before the pod. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Contagious. Good yeah. contagious. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not like uh, contagious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell yeah. me. Tell me what. Tell me about some of your. I'd love for you to share some of your uh, goals and dreams. I know maybe some of them are always quite personal, and I'm asking you to share that, but. I'd love to know some of your goals, dreams, aspirations, maybe for yourself or or for some Mm -hmm. of your businesses going forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. For myself now, um, that was the hardest thing to believe it or not, to set a goal that I actually was scared of doing because I've I've conquered and done so many things and always networking. You can have so many connections. One goal I have now um, for my dad, my dad's 76 and he he wants this truck that he really don't need. I hope he's not watching, you know. (laughs) <laughs> don't nobody don't tell him, but he's seventy six and he just had a knee replacement surgery. Where he he thinks that he he, he wants this um dually. You know what a dually is? It's the truck I with don't. the two two. It's it's a big old farm truck with the two wheels on it. And it's a big yeah. He he yeah. He has it in his mind that he needs that, but he don't. So that's one goal. That even if he if I could get for him for. Yeah. You know, just for him, and then we'll go from there. Because he, I'm the country one with him. I'm the, I'm the one that will be the one driving in and everything. And that's oh, that's yeah. a personal goal of of mine for him, just to get him the truck of his dreams. You know, um, and then Love for that. myself to get back into horses. I used to have horses and, and go right. back to Alabama. My one of my business goals for the design reflections part of my business. The, I would like to do a brick and mortar for the ones that like. To have that, still have that personal touch on making gifts, those for those personal touch gifts. Like, you know, we can go on Etsy and, but somebody to be able to say, you know what, at 12 o'clock on Saturday, and I just realized, oh, I got a baby shower at nine, but I want, but it's for my, my, you know, a personal person. So I want to stop and get something that actually is personal instead of something just like, you know. So, and I wanted to do that, do that as well. And that's, and that's a business I would like to have for my daughter, for her to run that one. Yeah, I want to start it and I want to move on. And uh, and my other things is and also to help my son start their businesses and I want to move on. I don't want to stay in the business with him. Just start them, help you get it started, and I'm going to move on. And then I'm going to relax somewhere over a body of water and sip my coffee slow from my back porch and look at it. Oh, I love that, sister. Hey, and we didn't even talk about the book, right? Sit yep. slow. Let's talk about that. Hey, look, we might run run a few minutes over here. Are you are you happy to do mm-hmm. that? Great. Yes, that's fine. Yes, I, um, I, I that one. 
I want to give this book the time that it needs mm -hmm. for you to talk about without you being rushed. Yeah, that's okay because that one's coming. That one has been in me since 2013. 2012, my husband passed. 2013 is when this one came. The book came to me, and I was actually talking to our pastor back in the day, and he was like, "Why won't you write the book?" I said, "Because, you know, there I go again with that glass ceiling over my head." <laughs> and uh, and I said, "It one." I said, "I will one day," but now that I've had the opportunity again, fast forward eight years, pandemic, what happens? I realized that that's what I had to do was sip slow. And we, where it came from, the title came from is that both of us was in the military. I was a recruiter and he was working on, he was on Fort Jackson. And every morning we love coffee. So we would go to the gas station, believe it or not, the gas station, Circle K had the best coffee. And he would, by the time he pulled up, he would already have mine and, and already made it. And I come in the store, Gary, and we would just, we would just sit there in the store before we got in our cars to go our separate ways and just sip slow. And he knew exactly how I liked my coffee and I knew exactly like his coffee because he liked his coffee, a little bit of coffee with a whole lot of sugar. And I like a, a lot of coffee with no sugar. So it was, it was that, so that's what we did. And throughout the process of learning after he was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, how we move through life so fast that we don't really take the time mm -hmm. to enjoy those moments, to just sip slow, to savor the flavor of the coffee. The, the smell of it. And so if you take the time and just, just do that, it, it, you'll be amazed at what could come out of that. And so that's what Sip Slow. Sip Slow is going to be, is we'll talk about those moments that that you kind of pass through, but you need to come back to and then just describe them with, during the process of living with him with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Fantastic. And, and, and what's your scope to get it out? We're talking early 2021. I'm asking because I want to keep you accountable. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I, that's why um, I had to give my own stuff a date. Um, yep, 2021. Because if you turn that around, it's 2012. Wow, yeah, makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's been a, it aligns again, doesn't it? 46, Veterans Day. Yeah, all the numbers aligning. I, I look forward to uh, reading that book and mm -hmm. I look forward to. I look forward to just seeing it come together and I know I'm gonna because we're in the same we're in the same groups, you know, the same WhatsApp groups, the same Facebook groups, mm -hmm. all, you know, these masterminds working towards the same ends. Yes. So we're, we're gonna close out now, and I think before we go, I would I would love it if you could give three hot tips to the audience as someone that's been a business owner and entrepreneur for a long time. To anyone that's watching, that's thinking about maybe going into entrepreneurship, you know, uh, now I believe that there's never been a better time than now, particularly to start your own business inside the the scope of e-commerce and things like that. I know you've got an Etsy store. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, perhaps three tips to people that are looking to do that, and their book recommendation as well would be awesome. Okay, all right. Um, one I would say is to remember to just take the leap, leap, and two is not rely on opinions from other people. If it's in your mind, put it into play before you ask someone's opinion, because you will learn that someone else's vision and your vision are two different things. And just because they don't see it doesn't mean that it can't happen for you. A lot of people's dreams are killed because they share it too soon. So I would definitely say that. And another thing is to know that there's never a perfect time. The time that you decide to do it is the perfect time. But if yes. you're waiting to do get this right and get that right, it's not gonna. It's hey, it's just it just doesn't come that way. You have to believe in yourself enough to jump leap. 
And so that's so that's what I, I would tell any entrepreneur out there right now. And no, and I'm well, gonna give you one more. <laughs> and no matter what people say, like like some people say, oh, you made T-shirts. That market is saturated. No, it's not saturated because you're not making that shirt. You know, you know what you what your spin on it on any business is yours. So if it's your gift, it'll make room for you, regardless of how many people are doing it. It will make room for you. But believe in yourself and do it anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. And and what a silly thing to say. The T-shirt market is saturated. What are you wearing right now? You know, what will you be wearing tomorrow, next week? You're wearing T-shirts, mm -hmm. right? It's just there's a there's a there's always a fresh idea, always a fresh. Of course, and I think you'll agree with me on this. A niche. It's always good to have a niche because then mm -hmm. you've got a smaller target audience and you can dial into that audience. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. but, um, mm -hmm. There's no there's no shortage of um, of, of customers there's no shortage of people that want the products there's just mm -hmm. a shortage sometimes of ideas in how to play it get them out there right that's right i agree and what about book recommendation what are you what are you reading at the moment what i'm reading at the moment let, let me say let me go because this one i did i just ordered a bunch of them so <laughs> one book <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the road to your best stuff right the, i'm reading that one right now and also i want to show oh, I'm trying. It's it's by um, um Mike Michael. Let me. Um, Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike yeah. Williams. Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike Williams. This one right here. Can you? I do it backwards. That one. The road to your best. Oh, no, this is the, hmm. It's all this good. Yeah. Yep. That's the one I'm reading right now, and I should be finished with this one because uh soon. Ready. And so is far. She, if, hmm? Sorry. Go ahead. No. I, no. I was. That now I should be finished with it soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people want to find more about you, Yashika, I've got your website here, yashikab.com. Is that the best place to, to find you? Yes, that's the best place to find me, or either on um, social media. It's still the same name, Yashika B, Yashika B Mac. Yeah, it's, it's not well, it's only one of me, so you will find me, and then I'll update things later as I'm as I, I come on. Yeah. Do other things. And, and guys, just do Yashika a favor. Make sure when you speak to it, Yashika, not Ashika or, or something <laughs> else you want to come up with at the time. <laughs> just sort of be I know. <laughs> That's right. And, let, and let's give these ladies a shout out on the side again. Sandra, Keisha, you've been watching all the way through. Oh, thank, thank you. Guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for watching, ladies. Really appreciate it. You know, the show is nothing without its audience. So thanks for watching, guys. Uh, Yushika, I've had a lot of fun with you today. You're a high-energy lady. I'm a high-energy man. This has been a fantastic episode. Thank you for giving me your time and energy today. Thank you for letting me come on Be The 046 Spotlight. <laughs> Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thank you. So, thanks. Bye.